Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Before we start today's podcast, a quick heads up on Sheerlux's VIP Club. From restaurants, bars and hotels to beauty, wellness and shopping, Sheerlux partners with some of London's best destinations and hottest brands to bring its VIPs exclusive monthly offers. So why not sign up? It'll cost you just £5 a month or £50 for the year. Use your card once or twice and you'll have made that amount back in no time. For more information, visit sheerluxvip.com. Welcome to the Sheerlux Highlights Podcast with me, Charlotte Collins. This week, I'm joined by Tamara Corrin, Lou Half, and special guest, Nina Parker. Nina is a London-based chef, writer, and director of her own food company, Nina. She counts stars such as Donatella Versace, Russell Brand, and Stormzy among her clients, and has two cookbooks, Nina Saint-Tropez and Capri, which both pay homage to the region's stunning scenery and mouth-watering cuisines. Welcome, Nina. Oh, thank you. Well, we're going to talk a lot about food today, which regular listeners will know is my favourite topic. But we're going to talk about the best pub gardens in London now. I'm hoping we've got most areas covered mm. with the demographic that we've got in the room. So I want to know where are your favourite pubs with a good garden to spend the day? It's hot this week, right? So where you'd be pitching up? Lou, come on, hit us with some South London recommendations. So I live in Hernhill and there are some good pubs around there. My favourite is the Half Moon and they have just renovated their restaurant and they've also got a really nice pub garden. On the weekends they'll do a barbecue outside. They've also got a little live music area. So it's really fun and they actually have a little playground area as well so the kids can play away in that and it's a good little sun trap as well which is really really nice and then another one not in London which is just outside Bath sort of on the way out of Bristol is called Bathhampton Mill and it's in the most beautiful setting there's like a running mill around the outside huge gardens which sort of like look out into the countryside really good pub food and just like such a nice like country getaway it's a really really nice one to go to Nina what about you you're representing North London yes so you've put the Marksman which is really great um, I have wanted Hackney. to go to the Marksman for so long it's but it's good. so far east yeah. from where I am I always feel like a pub just needs to be like a casual yeah. local yes. and I feel bad going I, so far you know about. what because I didn't know they had a little roof terrace so that's interesting because I've only been when it's been cold and yeah. rainy but great grilled bream I think it was that okay. they did and a really good sort of burnt butter or brown butter custard tart which I think that's sort of what they're really and it was a small menu as well and just quite nice decor quite dark but quite cool on the marksman as well it is the first pub in London to be awarded the Michelin pub of the year so that's good there's one in London to go to yeah 2016 (laughs) no it is good and the service is great so that's a good one and then one that isn't on your list is the Spurstow Arms which I love it's probably my favourite pub at the moment it's got a tiny little gardeny bit but people spell out onto the street and it's right next to that Violet Bakery which is the you know the Royal Wedding Cake place so oh, yeah. there's actually a couple of nice little 
shops around there so you know if you made it over there it would be worth it okay <laughs> gotta make a day out of it and it's near london fields so you could just hang out there yeah you? nice so okay, nice tomorrow northwest london northwest london i don't think you can beat Hampstead really for uh gorgeous pub gardens i mean i love just like spaniards in freemason's arms i prefer I sh- spaniards to freemasons so do i i think much it's more, more traditional much more authentic yeah, yeah. Much, i think like the decor at freemasons i think they try to be a bit modern now yeah, I wish it doesn't work but i agree i was actually at the spaniards the other day and it's just perfect like this massive garden space but it's really just everything a pub should be yeah, yeah indoors really. is like shakespearean yes isn't yeah, it? It literally it's really is. like something out yeah. of that sock, yeah. Right? yeah i think the interiors for a pub is really hard one to get right because you don't want it to be like too modern that it's not a pub anymore you don't want it to be like so old school that it still feels a bit grotty like there's definitely like an in-between yeah yeah, yeah the spaniards is quite like if you sat inside it can get a bit uncomfortable because it's like proper wooden benches yeah, yeah. Like, it's, it's like really wood, old wood paneling yeah very rich decor like it's gorgeous in the winter as well yeah, but you don't want to be there you in the summer yeah. yeah no you've got to be outside but the outside hot. and the outside is amazing there yeah. as well there's nothing fancy about it it's just got a lovely vibe yeah it's just a nice area and yes yeah, so i'm a big Hampstead fan Actually, on the list, there was also the Garden Gate. And I think that's also just lovely because you also don't really know it exists behind. So I think it's a bit of a secret location if you, know, you don't want to meet everyone you know. Yeah, the Garden um, Gate is really, well, as I say, it's under wraps. It's not, it's not under wraps if you're trying to get a table yeah, on a sunny day, but that's in Hampstead Heath, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Right by Hampstead Heath Station. Mm-hmm. And they have a big outdoor barbecue going in the summer. And if you're looking for like a big table, so you need like 12, 15, they've got big tables at the back, which is yeah. like quite key yeah. if you're doing a birthday or something in the summer. Do you prefer a pub in the summer or winter? I actually love, because of the decor, I enjoy that kind of warm indoor feeling. But at the same time, you know, being in a pub garden, there's also that kind of carefree, everyone's chill. I like it both seasons, really. Yeah. I think I'm definitely a summer person. In the winter, I think I'd rather be at home with a bottle of wine with my friends. Yeah, no, I understand that. But if you haven't got fire, but maybe that's because we don't have a garden. So I think then that feels like a real novelty to be out in the sunshine. But I really think that that pub food is winter food. Yes, exactly. So, like, if I'm going to the pub on a Sunday, it's because I want like a roast yeah. or like the chicken sharing platter yeah. or the Spaniards or something but like, and, like I don't want that in August yeah. you know yeah. I want to sit in a pub garden like at five yeah but not yeah. Drink, so drinks yeah. in the summer food in winter yeah. yes exactly. yeah. correct um, one more that actually to give a shout out to which was the first on our list is Smokehouse in Islington which I think is the best roast in London and I've been back multiple times really? I'm like yeah I honestly think it is sensational like it is the perfect balance again it's like super chilled super laid back you can go in your trainers but the food is superb and it's not fussy it's mm. just a really, really banging roast. I really recommend it. I'm making lots of notes. Do, do. <laughs> okay, next up, we're going to talk about prawns. Tamara, Little Miss Kosher, yeah. probably not for you. And Lou, vegan face, not for you either. So <laughs> this is for us. We wrote a piece on how to pimp your prawn dishes this season. I think if you like prawns, then they are an amazing meat replacement at this time of year. So I want to know, what do you do with yours? So I really love a homemade aioli. I think if you can nail that, it's just incredible and kind of can't beat it. It's simple, not expensive to make. And I would fry some tiger prawns, if you can, in some Calvados. Calvados is a brandy and it's got a real apple flavor. And it's just adds that bit of a sweetness. And you just, when you're frying the prawns, obviously some garlic, salt and pepper, maybe squeeze a little bit of lemon juice at the end. And then a splash of the calvados right at the end. And it, and it just makes a tiny bit of a sauce as well. And it's just sticky and it's delicious. And mm. yeah, so that's quite nice. So it's very simple. And what about the aioli? How do you nail that? So you've got some egg yolks, got to be fresh and no egg whites whatsoever. Clean bowl, whisk, 
and then you dribble in some sunflower oil slowly and then you kind of do a little bit a little bit at a time and when it starts to thicken then you can add it a little bit more the oil I do it with sunflower oil because I feel like weirdly it makes it a bit lighter than doing olive oil olive oil is quite heavy Mm a little bit bitter you could put a tiny bit in and then a bit of white wine vinegar salt and pepper lemon juice maybe a pinch of sugar a little bit of mashed garlic going in there as well is that what how many egg yolks so for about four people maybe two egg yolks okay wow. gosh, it, goes far. it does go far okay. yeah. but what makes it white it just there's this amazing kind of amalgamation thing that happens when you add the oil slowly and combine it with the eggs oh. but it can curdle sometimes so that's why you add it very very slowly at the beginning okay, okay. it's real science isn't yeah. it um, and is this a starter or is this a main course with like some salads I mean, you could do it as a sort of little entree with, you know, smaller prawns. Mm-hmm. I've done that at dinner parties. Like, I often do that with some nice, like, micro herbs or something mm-hmm. like that to make it look fancy. And then for sort of a main course, definitely, as we're, you know, summer, just doing, like, a nice butter lettuce with maybe a sort of a French dressing mm-hmm. and maybe some avocado. Really make fresh and light. Yeah. Yeah. It's so easy. A butter lettuce. It so easy to do these things. But if you have nice ingredients, you don't need to make it overly fussy. And do you think with prawns and with seafood, Would you buy them in the supermarket? Would you go to a fishmonger? Like, does quality matter? I think it does. I mean, I don't have prawns very often anyway. So when I do have them, I'll go to a fishmonger, yeah. And do you de-poo them? When I used to eat prawns, I watched a program and they did that. I had never even realised what they were. And then it was just such a faff having to take them out every time that I was then like, oh. It's also a bit of a turn-off, isn't it? Yeah, It is a little bit, but they cook so quickly so that you've got that tiny bit of prep and then they're actually done in you know four minutes yeah it's not a faff it's, so it's not it's, it's quite quick yeah. but mm. I, the smaller ones I wouldn't bother I okay. would with like a tiger prawn I'd do okay. that but okay. if you wanted two good fishmongers one in West London I would say the Chelsea fishmonger is amazing it's expensive but it's the best quality and the guy that is amazing Rex he knows everything and one in sort of Hackney way it will actually Stoke Newington Janes and Sons and also Finn and Flounder, which is on Broadway Market. I've, They're heard, I've heard of Finn and Flounder. I feel They're like they supply good. a lot of people, don't yeah. they? Actually, there's one that we love in Primrose Hill called La Petite Poissonnerie. And it, it looks like literally nothing, as in it's like got a kind of, you know, like beads to like on the door. Mm, yeah. And you like go through beads. I'm really old school and it's got big buckets in the middle of the room covered in ice. And that's where the fish is. But like they are the best. It is so good. So even though it looks like a shack. Yeah. yeah. Okay, well, we turned to the experts for their recommendations. We spoke to chefs from places like Wright Brothers and the Coal Shed. So we've got all the seafood experts here. We also spoke to the founder of Prawn on the Lawn. I literally am obsessed with Prawn on the Lawn. It's in Islington and it is the best fresh seafood done in like delicious ways. And actually, I know this isn't their big thing, but their potatoes are absolutely <laughs> And their recommendation is for Szechuan prawns, which they cook with just Szechuan pepper, peppercorns, Chinese five spice. That's it, bit of lime. Easy. Mm. I actually really often cook with prawns. I I'm not a huge white fish lover and also don't really like cooking red meat. So prawns is like quite an easy default for me. And I do them with egg fried rice. I really like that. Nice. Like Sainsbury's and actually most supermarkets do like a nice seasoned version. So actually Sainsbury's do like a garlic and chilli one, which is so good. And yeah, just fry a bit of a rice, scramble an egg in it, mm. some veg. Easy, easy dinner. Easy, yeah. yeah. So anyway, if you are looking for more inspiration of what to do with prawns at this time of year, have a look at the piece on the site. Okay, Nina, we're going to grill you now on some more foodie topics. Obviously, Italian is your thing. So I wonder if you're going out for Italian, 
Where are your favourite restaurants in London? So, favourite restaurants, really I'm going to take notes. I've just got my pen, <laughs> pen ready. I'm always really biased. I always mention a place I worked at, which is Boca de Lupo, and I used to work for Jalupo, the ice cream place, and run the ice cream kitchen there. Cool. Which is very funny, and I just loved, I mean, the quality of their gelato is just the best. Everything made from scratch. And the guy, Jacob Kennedy, who owns Boca de Lupo, I mean, it's been going for years now. And it's just got amazing atmosphere. It's got that wonderful Soho vibe. You can always get a table if you do a walk-in. They do take quite a lot of walk-ins because it gets quite booked up. And it's just sort of sharing plates. It sort of ticks all the boxes for me. But that's obviously been around a while. Another good Italian, it's funny because it's actually a bakery called Popham's. And they opened first in Angel and they've opened a bigger site sort of near London Fields. Oh my God, I saw this on your Instagram last uh, week. Yeah. Absolutely mouthwatering. <laughs> it's so good. So they're now doing these fresh pasta nights. And Ooh. I think it could just be at the weekend at the moment. They're sort of like trying to work out how to operate the whole system but they're so amazing and their quality is just up there and it really felt like fresh pasta in Italy it really was good yeah what do you think gives it that authenticity like what do you look for in a good Italian I think it really is just not expensive freshly made there's Mm. hardly anything on the menu it's Mm. just a few key dishes that place Artuzzi in Peckham that's amazing so that's got just a small blackboard hasn't it I mean I haven't been for a while but it was very simple I yeah, think literally. Those cases are the best. Yeah, yeah you don't yeah. need loads of because then yeah. they just change it with it's too the season. Yeah. yeah. Okay, that's a good one. Tomorrow, what about you? Good Italian. <laughs> I tend to, especially if I've got the kids with me, I'll go to Franco Manco. There is a lovely place actually in northwest London called L'Artista which is really authentic. You come out stinking of garlic, but it's really good food. You know, really simple, as you were saying, Nina, that like fresh tomato and basil sauce is so fresh. I haven't eaten for years. Yeah, it's still so good. Yeah. I went there as like a young girl. Yeah, me too, the one in Gold is Green. Yeah, it's always good. But I tend to always have the same thing as well. I usually will have a bruschetta mm. just because of, you know. Cars. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You need a bit of cars. Although I then follow with, with pizza. Yes, yeah. uh, pizza or I love, a pasta with mushrooms I love fungi mm. sauces and creamy sauces which mm. I tend to think oh that's such a treat but I don't have them so often that I think oh if I'm at an Italian restaurant I need to have one of these oh, yeah. yeah Lou number one's padella we've mentioned it loads but mm. you literally oh, yeah, just cannot good. beat that yeah. pasta and then as Nina just mentioned Artuzzi in Peckham yeah. which we only recently went to and were blown away by the quality of the cooking mm. and the flavours and as you said they have a daily changing menu and it's literally two starters two mains two like pasta dishes and then two puddings and that's it and as a vegan did that yeah, work they're really accommodating as soon as I sat down they were like are either of you vegetarian vegan and they told you that option wasn't I was blown away by it actually um, I think most places are now very in tune yeah. to everyone's whether it's allergies mm, or just yeah. likes dislikes or and I, I find it really off-putting when you'd mention that and you kind of get a bit of a sigh from yeah. the waiter mm. because I think especially in London so many people have these type of things and you want to feel like you can go out and you can really enjoy a meal not be like a nuisance to the chef mm-hmm. so yeah those two and there's also La Famille, La Famille, oh, La Famille yeah. which loads of people have recommended to me and I've never actually been but it's on my list so La Familia is really good but I prefer Scalini okay. that's 
my assessment. I think the yeah, food is better. Yeah, that's it's a better shout. Yeah. There's Diani's as well, which is near there, which is near my sister. Yeah. And they do a really good courgette saffron pasta. Oh, linguine. Oh, that sounds good. And that was really good. I like La Familia. Yeah, I think you're right, though. Scalini's, Scalini's better. better. It's got the edge. The food is better. But it's very popular. Very Where's Scalini? Popular. It's on yeah. Walton Street. Yeah. Okay. So La maybe Familia's a little like bit more fancy. Well, I think on a Saturday night, they're both quite smart. They're both quite fancy. Yeah. But they're both good. They are really good by Fascini. I always just find Italian also, it's a relatively inexpensive meal Mm -hmm. to go out for, which I also think that's a good one, I think, when you're going out with girlfriends as well and you want somewhere sort of cheap and cheerful, you know it's going to be good food. Yeah. Um, And everyone loves the time. Exactly. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Um, well, speaking of going out with girlfriends, I went last week to Circolo Popolare, which is the new <laughs> restaurant owned by the Big Mama Group. They have Gloria Trattoria yes. in Shoreditch, which actually only opened like six months mm-hmm. ago. And they have a range of restaurants in Paris and across France as well. And I mean, you might have seen it on Instagram. It's like the most high octane interiors I've ever seen. Yeah, it is mad. So, I mean, it's like entering this like fairy wonderland. Like <laughs> it's a huge space on Rathbone Street and the walls are like completely covered in booze. But I mean, there must be thousands of bottles and there's like fairy lights hanging from the ceiling I mean it's just this mental interiors we actually sat outdoors they've got like a really nice little terrace at the back not a very big space but quite nice I feel like you actually would be quite hard to chat in the main room it's really loud so yeah they're outdoors and it's very on trend lots of kind of scalloped edges and mismatched plates and everything Mm -hmm. and the food is so good it's very insta worthy you know there's like pasta in the big cheese wheels and stuff and and all the names again are like instagrammable they're like named after celebrities and stuff like it's all made for like our generation but the food is really good it's not the best Italian in London but for like big sharing pizzas and pastas and stuff like with your girlfriends I really really recommend it for something a bit more authentic I'm gonna say there are two restaurants next to each other in Notting Hill Mediterraneo and Osterio Basilico and those are oh yeah Osterio is really yeah good. it is as you say like so cheap and cheerful like you know it's like a 20 quid a head dinner and the pasta is just unimaginably good it's mainly about the pasta for both of those restaurants but they are just like no frills no nonsense mm just like the best fresh mm. pasta and pizza that ever. is what I just love about mm. Italian food I think that it is so like it's fast free yeah. and it's just it's really about the flavours and quality of ingredients in making something delicious yeah. so Nina if you're yeah. making pasta at home what do you do do you make your own pasta from scratch I mean I do sometimes but that's for me a bit more of a special occasion okay. but Does I do make pasta all the time? time no I mean I've got a little machine so it's relatively easy but it's definitely a labour of love a little yeah. bit but I love making 
making stuff with brown rice pasta a lot. In fact, that's mainly the pasta because I eat it quite a lot. So I, I feel like that's at least a bit better, a bit lighter. Are there um, any brands that you suggest? I think the Bayona and okay. the actually like any supermarket they, one are quite a time good. Where you couldn't really get it apart from on like a Dubs Have a nice yeah. one. I mean, I think they're all quite good actually, and I really just love doing. I mean, my kind of go-to is pasta, so I would do some kind of, depending on whatever's in season. At the moment, I do like a lot of maybe roast broccoli or just broccoli with some peas and a pesto. Oh and God, delicious. Like just something simple, but it's I love that. Cute. And spinach, just throw it all together. And if you were doing something a bit more fancy, if you're having people over for dinner, what would you do? I probably wouldn't do pasta because I okay. tend to have a lot of people over and that would just be quite stressful. So no, really? I feel like pasta is just like one pan and you're done. Yeah, but if getting you're the cooking your time right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, exactly. Like the the pasta, difference sorry, between yeah, yeah. like overdone pasta, and, yeah, you know, yeah, it's yeah. just for when it, when you've got a big pot, it just becomes a little bit stressful. True. So I do like a one tray thing or like a curry. I tend to do quite a lot of vegan stuff when I get people around. Just because it's easier. Just because I guess I want to always show that that food could be really amazing. Yeah. yeah. Do you entertain a lot? I haven't done it much. I normally do, but this year's been really busy, so I haven't done it as much as I like. And I feel like I'm... all your friends must be like, can we come over for dinner? Yeah. yeah, well, obviously they do get it sometimes. And we've got quite a big table, so I can have quite a lot of people mm. over. But yeah, I'll do some kind of like veggie, maybe Vietnamese type curry. And but I'll always kind of give them dessert. I think dessert's important. So I'll either do like a cake or um, like maybe vanilla ice cream with hot chocolate sauce, mm. something like that. We were having a conversation on the podcast a few weeks ago about starters and talking about like what the etiquette is if you're having people over for dinner and whether you do need to serve a starter yeah. or not. What do you think? Well, I have a lot of pressure on my yeah, side. Yeah. Everyone expects fireworks yeah, coming yeah. out of the cake and stuff like that. So, you know, me just saying, oh, I can't be bothered. It's yeah. almost not an not option. A, yeah. I feel like pre- is, is always like they expect stuff. Okay. So when like, I mean, even if I do put crisps, I feel bad. Yeah. <laughs> what would be your go-to starter if you've got people coming? I'd probably do like little tapenade, like little uh, tartines or something like that okay. just maybe avocado coriander and tomato or something like that depending on what season it is it really always depends yeah. mm. I always like the idea of doing that and then whenever I do little things like crostini or that kind of yeah. thing I feel like that has to look really nice yes. so that's like an added pressure like each one has to be really perfect so that's like more work mine are definitely quite rustic okay fine yeah. <laughs> rustic, and I've got rustic, a really good yeah. bakery and I've got this bakery called Dusty Knuckle which is nearby me and they do this incredible sourdough and I'll just always have that and that toasted with just something simple yeah. is yeah. just Amazing. I've heard about them. Nigella called them out on her podcast with Jessie Ware. Oh, did she? Up. Yeah, because Jessie Ware was friends with them. I think this is that was where it was. Uh, she's they're like, like oh my, my god, they're going to die. Friend. And Nigella just called them out. Yeah, also, they're okay. so good. I do also think the power of a good serving plate can like yes, yeah. Oh yeah, 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 totally. So, yeah, I'm sitting here with my mouth watering. I know I about anyone else. I know. <laughs> you too. Okay, Nina, more food questions <laughs> for you. What are you cooking for making a healthy dinner? Yeah, so I love doing, I mean, we're talking about pasta. I do love doing stuff with noodles. So that's something if it's dinner time, I'll normally, I've got these, you know, glass noodles are so great. You just chuck them in some boiling water and leave them for four minutes done. Don't need to think about it. And while they're cooking, I normally do sort of like an Asian inspired dressing with lime, ginger, maybe a pinch of sugar, soy sauce, white wine vinegar or Chinese or rice vinegar or something like that, toasted sesame. I love all those flavours. Mm. You can just always kind of have that stuff in your cupboard. Mm. Maybe a tiny bit of garlic and that then just mix that. That sounds so good. Yeah. I wouldn't have been able to make that. <laughs> you can. I've got exactly that on my Instagram. And then you just mix whatever veg, like either you do a sort of stir fry veg, which is nice with like peppers and 
you know, onion and I love using very finely grated cabbage as well. So that's one thing. Or like during the week, I tend to, me and my sister, because I work at my sister's quite a lot, will do these rainbow salads during the week as much as possible. So they're all quite raw. And then I will do like an amazing dressing or something like that. So either a cashew lemon dressing using cashew butter or using peanut butter, mixing again the lime and ginger or maybe one with truffle oil and balsamic vinegar. It sounds so yeah, oh, it's so easy as well. So, so you took rainbow salad. Yeah, what do you yeah, think? So that's like key every ingredient: mandolin. Okay, yeah, I don't have a mandolin. No, it's no. honestly my favourite sort of toolkit. You know, essential in the kitchen. So it's good because it gets everything so thin mm. so fast. So you know, because you're not spending ages chopping, yeah. and it gets everything very very thin all the same width. So it looks good. It yeah. looks good as well, which is part of it. You want to you eat with your eyes yeah. first. Yeah. So then I'll do things like cabbage white or red and then I'll do some maybe finely chopped peppers just a real range avocado I love it's a bit of a love or hate that love coriander but any kind of herb you could put like the whole leaves of the flat leaf parsley some seeds or nuts and then it's all about the dressing and having that really delicious flavorful dressing means that all of that will be one so good for you but two it just tastes amazing yeah. you'll be like oh god this is so good yeah. a dressing can transform yeah. vegetables yeah. or anything that you're eating and I think learning how to make like I don't know like three good dressings yeah of course yeah. like the tahini one that I put on yeah. my Insta little yeah. I don't know if I gave you that yeah, one you tahini and pomegranate molasses that's another oh good God. one you can just add so when you've got it in your mind that that one works and that one works then you just constantly have it on rotation and we've talked a lot on the podcast as well about having those kind of store cupboard whether they're yeah. things yeah. for yeah. sauces or whether it's things like nuts and pomegranate yeah. seeds and things to like pimp your salad yeah. basically definitely and then you know you can even have that in a jam jar take it on your way yeah. to work yeah. and would you make a big batch and then put it in a jar keep it in the fridge or would I you do make it, it every day time? I am lucky that I am at home and I can do that quite yeah. often yeah. so you do it fresh every day I do it fresh right. every that day is the dream. but what's really nice is this sort of way of thinking and cooking is great for um, when you've got leftovers in the fridge so say I'll have maybe half a tomato and I'll have a bit of a pepper left or maybe some cucumber and it's just good to use up all those things and you know you're getting all those veg mm. and then you know the weekend you can let loose and so if you were to translate that into a dinner so what do you do do you cook a piece of fish with something like that or do you just kind of go something completely different so for dinner I probably do the noodle thing or soba noodles and that's another really good one and then put all the veg or maybe I'll be doing a, something with chickpeas and roast vegetables so mm. that and then you've got your protein there and seeds and nuts so yeah bit of a squirrel (laughs) so what about when it does come to the weekend what about a blowout or a comfort food meal what would you make if you were really feeling naughty Gosh, you know what I did yesterday? I made grilled cheese sandwiches, mm. oh, which is yum. so good. Mm. So good. What's the key to a good grilled cheese? So the key is butter. Mm. There is a lot of butter in there. So you butter the bread, then you put the cheese in, bit of pepper. You could, I think, put a bit of truffle oil if you had some. Mm. I didn't, but I was thinking about that. Or you could put kimchi. That's what quite a lot of people do. Mm. I didn't do that either. But then you put it together, hot pan, butter, a little bit of olive oil, put the sandwich together, press it down, and then put your smoking detector thing mm-hmm. away which is what I didn't do and then yeah you need to sort of like really crisp up the edges flip it over maybe you put a tiny bit more butter so you just do it in a normal pan you don't do it in like a grilled cheese maker no 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 I just did it oh, in okay. a frying pan and then just a bit of sea salt on top and that is so good oh, did you God. toast the bread before no no you pan. toast you it in, in the, the pan. pan yeah and you want a just nice oh, kind of caramelised top I've never even thought to do that no, no, I just no. don't have a toasting maker at home no, so no. I just oh, like do it do it in a pan but apply pressure with a sort of spatula that's so 
funny. We are without kitchen at the moment. So last night, my boyfriend and my mum both had toasted sandwiches <laughs> with cheese, which yeah. is so but weird. They do they, no, so Lewis got a toasted sandwich maker for his birthday. Oh, I do. Um, oh, what, like a toasty Like thing. an actual, yeah. Yeah. actual machine. And it's got plates which you can take out and then yeah. for cleaning because it was always such a faff. Yeah, trying to clean them. Like yeah, oh, yeah. But obviously I didn't have it because I don't like cheese. But they had it with Edam cheese and were both raving about it. But yeah, butter both sides. Yeah, I was going to say both sides. Also, you can really make it fancy. You could do like goat cheese and like mm, chutneys yeah. and everything. Oh, pickle. Lush. Okay, let's go back to talking about restaurants for a minute. Nina, you, I'm guessing, have pretty good access to new names and places we should be going. So tell us, where are London's hottest, most delicious new restaurants right now? Well, I'm lucky that I do hear about new places opening all the time, which is great. And Popham's, as I mentioned, is a new one, which is great to go visit to. And is it like vibey? Yeah, it's got a nice vibe. I would say that this isn't actually new, but they've got three restaurants, which I recommend going to all of them. And I love Western Laundry. It's my favorite place. I've never um, heard of it. Yeah. It's been around it for really like old. a couple of years. It just ticks again all the boxes and I went on a really hot day about two months ago now and it just had these big sort of glass windows and just the warm breeze coming mm. in and it just felt like I was in LA or something. Yeah. What's the food? It's what again food sharing plates. So if you're in a two, you can be on a corner. Everyone's on corners, which is quite cool. And the service was amazing. Food is sort of British, Spanish, just such good quality. And again, it's not cheap, but it's affordable. It's definitely affordable. And how do you feel about sharing plates? Well, this was great kind of date vibe okay. place, but I think, yeah, I don't mind. Depends what mood I'm in, I guess. Yeah. Who sometimes, doesn't like sharing plates? Sometimes I'm like, ooh, I would like that to myself. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> I'll order another. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But this was great and I really recommend it. So it's called Weston's Western Laundry. Laundry. And they've also got the people that do it have uh, Premier and Jolene, which are the really good ones. But I feel like that one's the best. Okay. Okay, talking of date nights, tomorrow, where would you go? If you were ditching the kids and heading out, just the two of you, where's your favourite place, local or otherwise? I usually go to the coal office at Chinking's Cross. I love it there. I think it's got a really lovely atmosphere, always great food. It's kind of Middle Eastern. It's just everything about it, the music, it's affordable, but it's not like overly romantic. It's just like a really lovely restaurant. You know, the lighting's perfect. It's just not too done but it's just really enjoyable and every time I go I have the best meal it's really cool isn't it's it very cool. it's cool without being pretentious exactly it's, yeah. really, it's not try hard no yeah the food is unreal have you been there no but I've heard about it yeah, it's, very good. it's like an ex Ottolenghi team yes. isn't it and yeah. they are just epic the food is mm, unbelievable really. it's really good food yeah, really and again the portions are not overly big so you kind of just tend to kind of think yeah I'll have one of this one yeah, of this yeah, yeah. so which is also nice there's a creamy food. polenta with asparagus oh, yeah, and truffle oh, oh my wow. god it's amazing Lou, date night? So date night in central London, probably favourite would be duck soup. It's a cool spot. It's kind of dim lighting, amazing food, a little bit of people watching slash like good conversation as well. So good for a date. And then locally Llewellyn's in Hun Hill is amazing. Such good locally sourced food. Again, daily changing menu, amazing service. They do an insane rhubarb and almond tart for pudding so good and I really want to try gold in oh, Notting I went Hill there. I've got it booked for a few weeks time actually. and how was it awesome. yeah it was good so I went there last week and it's good because that area needs more places I think and they've got a couple new openings but it's funny because I used to go when it was the pub the gold which had been around for ages so it's sort of the same layout 
But yeah, it's sort of nicely done, open plan kitchen, really nice service and affordable, again, little plates. I had really good for vegetarian actually. So they had a whole section on vegetables, which I thought was great. That's very and good, yeah. delicious. What did I have? I had like roast aubergines with like goat's cheese. Then a very good nettle ravioli. Mm. And it's all really in season, which I love. Um, and making the best of things that are around, so like the nettles and dandelion leaves with an anchovy salad and good chocolate tart it was good mm. really really good mm. i think it's worth going and it's nice that that area's got a couple yeah. more places i was slightly hesitant to share this recommendation actually because <laughs> i feel like it's a relatively unknown gem there's a restaurant called 28 church row in Hampstead. have you been there no i haven't okay so there's a road in Hampstead that connects like Hampstead high street with the graveyard with graveyard sounds really morbid mm-hmm. but it's where like a lot of very famous people are buried and it's like a really kind of dickensian style road and there is a restaurant buried like literally buried it must have been the servant quarters of one of these houses once upon a time and so it's underground they don't take reservations and it looks like a cave inside it's all like curved ceilings and it's all very like you feel very underground and it is Spanish tapas and the food is absolutely incredible and you would literally just never know it was there but it is they've got a gorgeous bar really cozy in winter because you can sit like at the very back there's like the kind of big flaming open kitchen and and, I mean everything from amazing roasted vegetables to octopus to charcuterie but like just the best again ever-changing menu so so delicious yeah really it's affordable claustrophobic if it, the way you're describing it's it it's low like, ceiling it gets loud and, and chatty so yeah okay. I mean if you like kind of open spaces and, and no, quiet restaurant yeah, destinations yeah. it's not yeah. for you but it's not like horribly cramped or yeah. anything like that it's more spacious than I'm like, making it sound I really can't recommend it enough it's so good okay finally obviously it's been a pretty London centric podcast so I want to know what are your recommendations if you are heading outside of the capital where do you go to eat Nina So there's this restaurant called The Epicurean. It's been around for a while and it's sort of just outside Bristol or when you're leaving Bristol. And it's just a great little spot which has a nice garden. I think you can even buy the vegetables that they grow on the farm at the end, which is quite cool, whatever. Yeah, it's really... So this would be a great time to go because they'll have everything. Okay. And yeah, just British food and kind of with that same Italian ethos of just simple, but all grown locally. Well, we were talking about pubs earlier today. I've got two recommendations outside of London that I love. First of all is the Oxford Blue in Windsor. Again, probably spoken about it on the podcast before, but they don't have a Michelin star, which I think is criminal. Having been to other Michelin star pubs in the country that I won't name, <laughs> this is so much better than some that, that do have that accolade, particularly if you go on a Sunday. It's a proper roast, but really high quality. I feel like it's the starters and the desserts that really like differentiate somewhere really lovely and a bit more luxe for a roast than there from others and I often actually would get a starter and a dessert rather than a main completely dessert. agree and actually this is the kind of place you could go and have two starters and a bread basket and like happy days oh um, so yeah I really really recommend it and we've gone for kind of four hour lunches there you can just sit and chill mm. they actually do have a garden as well which is really lovely so yeah one to recommend but I do like it in the winter was that That's in Windsor? in Windsor called the Oxford Blue I know it's confusing okay. but it is in Windsor and the other one is the Heinz Head in Bray which is owned by Heston Blumenthal it's just between the waterside and the fat dark and it's a bit like the Spaniards it was like really really old school like very low ceilings like wooden beams and it does have a mission star and it's just absolutely amazing and we've, I've been for lunch and for dinner and both have been really really excellent and they have the best scotch expensive ever. like not cheap but not expensive well not it's expensive. just hard to maybe get a reservation. reservation I think no surprisingly not over the Easter weekend my family and I were supposed to be away we ended up not going and I was able to get a reservation there for Easter Sunday on like the Thursday that's very good yeah it was a 12 o'clock reservation so not like you know prime yeah. time but that's ideal for, for yeah. a race so, so no surprisingly not too challenging to get into and if you want to try 
intestines cooking and not pay fat duck prices, then I highly recommend it. I think that's just about all we've got time for this week. Nina, thank you so much for joining us. Nina's books are available on Amazon, Waterstones, and all good bookshops. <laughs> and do have a look at her Instagram for more recipe ideas. We know Lou has been doing that. <laughs> Don't forget to email any feedback that you have to podcast at sharelux.com. We love hearing your thoughts. And please do rate, review, subscribe, and tell your friends. Bye-bye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 